Good day, everyone, and welcome to Karsmanski Podcast. I'm your host, David Karsmanski, and today we're going to lunch break car news where I'm scouring the web for all the important automotive news that happened in the past 24 hours. Today we have another big episode with quite a few rumors, some new models, and some good official announcements. With that in mind, let's get started. First up with the rumors from North America and the first one that caught my attention was Tesla. If you follow Tesla and Elon Musk you know that the company really hates the leader technology, doesn't believe in its future, doesn't like the design of it and how it looks on the car so they're always looking to implement some new systems to complement their autopilot and the newest one was revealed in their application with the FCC. Uh, it's when Tesla filed to use a new type of millimeter wave radar sensor. It's unclear what this radar sensor is. It looks to be some sort of a new futuristic radar that enables the car to have computer vision. And it supplements knowledge they already know that Tesla will never use the leader as reported by Elon Musk himself, even if the leader was free to use. And that being said, we don't know in particular what it is as Tesla applied for confidentiality for this new device. So it's unclear whether the system will just be a small tweak to complement the current systems or will be a breakthrough invention for its cars. Uh, hopefully we'll know in upcoming month, but for now, radio silence. And the next rumor coming from North America is with Dodge. It's concerning the Durango SRT Hellcat SUV, a very limited and very in-demand car indeed. Originally, Dodge wanted to the production to last just for six months as it was a one-year offering and the plan to build around 2,000 examples of the Hellcat-powered SUV. But now it seems that demand is through the roof and Dodge is considering to build a little bit more of them. And with the new information, with reports and rumors, uh, the SUV will end its production in June, according to Malpar Insiders, uh, that was quoted by the dealers. And with that in mind, it will it is extended a little bit, so potentially we'll see few more of these models that retail for a starting price of eighty one thousand, and with options can be ticked up to $100,000. But even with the high sticker price, Dodge has proven that it's given the US what exactly what it's, it wants in a big SUV with a nice powerful SRT Hellcat engine. So hopefully we'll see a little bit more of them on the road. And let's move the rumor train to Japan where there are some news about the new Nissan Z car, potentially called 400Z, uh, where some patent images have leaked showing us how the final car will look like. And there are no surprises there as the car looks almost exactly the same as the Z Proto we've seen last year, uh, even with the grille design being the same. The only thing that's not clear about it is the wheels and the rear view mirrors, but those probably will stay pretty similar to the concept. Overall, it's great news for people who liked the retro-inspired design of the Z Proto as that what looks like to be the official car in the end. What we don't know is the interior, which probably will be changed slightly as the prototype just used the 370Z interior and upgraded it slightly. Uh, but other than that, it will be an exciting car with a twin-turbo V6 promising up to 400 horsepower and, of course, rear-wheel drive and manual. So looking forward to that one when it finally comes out. 
And another car that was spied out of Japan and perhaps destined for North America is the Subaru Outback Wilderness Edition. It hasn't been yet announced for 2021, but the rumors are not exactly fresh. However, the spy shots are the first of its kind. What is seen from the photos is a slightly revised front fascia and a rear bumper, but most notably, the car is the highest riding of all Subaru offerings. The raised ground clearance indicates a rougher suspension that's probably destined to deal with rougher terrain and more off-road capabilities. And also we see smaller rims with larger, chunkier all-weather tires. Other than that, in terms of the performance and the inside, everything seems to stay the same with probably uh, just a few badges added here and there and maybe some trim accents on the inside and outside. But Nevertheless, it will be an exciting model that is expected in 2021 from Subaru. And from rumors, we go to new model updates with first some information about the pricing of some models. As automakers are not taking practice of unveiling new models, but not exactly telling us the price of it, the price comes a little bit later. And now we have some models that have the new pricing available. And first up, North American pricing of the 2021 Audi Q5 Sportback. Compared with the standard Q5 that's starting at 43,000, uh, the Q5 Sportback starts at 48,000, commanding a 4,500 premium. But there are some extra features like 19-inch wheels, panoramic sunroof, and the S-Line exterior appearance package. There's also an SQ5 Sportback that starts at 56,000, which is actually a little bit less than the Q5 Sportback Prestige Dream, starting at 56.5,000. Overall, the automakers adopted a pretty interesting strategy of making the SUVs smaller, but looking sleeker and charging more for them. So pretty interesting tactic that seems to be working. Now the pricing was released for the refreshed pickup from Honda. Uh, which is a Honda Ridgeline starting for the 2021 model at 36,500 or about 2,500 more than the 2020 model. And that's for the entry-level sport trim, while the best trim of the Ridgeline Black Edition starts at 44,000. So a pretty competitive pricing for a decent pickup truck from Honda that's not really popular in North America, where Ford and Ram really rule. Um, but still, nevertheless, an option for those who want to be different. And now let's talk about the actual new models that were released in the past 24 hours. The first one, if you focus on Europe, there's a new Renault 5 that was reborn as electric super mini. The electric hatchback features some pretty nice styling that's retro-inspired by the original Renault 5. And while this is still a prototype, uh, probably the final version will look very similar to this one. And it will be an important car for Renault as it's trying to push for 30% of its sales to be electric as of 2025. And by 2025, they are planning to release 14 new electric models. Sorry, that will be 14 new models and seven of them will be fully electric. Others most likely be hybrids. Uh, one of those new ones will probably be the Renault 4 Super Mini um, that's gonna be even smaller than Renault 5. And overall, Renault 5 prototype is a pretty nice take on the original 5. It kind of reminds me of the 400, oh sorry, of the Nissan Z prototype, which also gets inspiration from the retro clues. So we'll hope to see it soon, uh, hopefully in the next couple of years when it reaches the European market. From Europe, let's 
briefly go to Asia, where we got some news from the new Kona N. That's the car from Hyundai, if you don't remember. I recently seen some teasers of the covered prototype on track, and now we got some more details. So we now know the details about the powertrain. The engine will be a two liter direct injection engine found in the i30N. It will be a four cylinder turbocharged two liter engine producing 278 horsepower and 289 pound feet of torque. Um, the power is fed to the front wheels, so potentially no all wheel drive option announced yet. But what is announced is that there will be no manual, it will be like exclusively 8 speed dual clutch transmission, which is actually not bad itself, and electronically controlled limited slip differential. So the Kona N looks pretty exciting and features more power than the rivaling Ford Puma ST, and probably will be quite a success. And continuing with Japan, and specifically with Kona's rivals, uh, Honda has officially ended production of the HRV crossover that was facelifted in 2015. It's been seven years in the market. Uh, it's officially ended. It's no longer in the configurator on Honda's website, but there's a new successor that's planned to be revealed in the next few months. It was taken out because of the uh, emissions regulations, which it didn't necessarily fit. But again, not to worry, as the new successor is coming, uh, which was spied a few times and featuring a pretty radical design, a very coupe looking SUV uh, with a front end that's similar to Honda Civic, which probably is a good thing. The new HRV is expected either late 2021 or early 2022 and will rival Kona and Puma and hopefully it will feature a performance variant as well. But if you're worried about all these crossovers and SUVs in our market, there's a pretty interesting car coming out of Japan and sadly available only in Japan called Blaze EV. It's also retro inspired, which looks somewhat of a tiny Bentley blower and that represents its power as well as it's only able to reach top speed of 50 kilometers per hour or 30 miles per hour and a range of 50 kilometers. So potentially you can drive it only for an hour. The good thing about this car is its weight, only 200 kilos or 400 pounds, and potentially will offer pretty cool driving dynamics, but again, you won't be able to drive it far, perhaps just for fun on a little back, backyard track or a little bit in the streets as the car is road legal and classified as a moped. Another great thing about the car is the price. It's only $8,500 US, but again, it's available only in Japan. And speaking of retro designs, currently rest modes are pretty popular, which takes the existing old car and puts some new tech in it and sells it as a resto mode. So let's discuss a few of them that were announced today. First one is the new AC Cobra 378 Super Blower. AC Cobra itself has been in news quite a bit lately with a few companies restoring it, but this one is the original and it is spectacular. It's powered by 6.2 liter V8 supercharged engine, giving it 580 horsepower in a tiny little car. And of course this power is sent to the rear wheels and controlled by a six speed manual gearbox. So the car is a work of art and costs like a work of art too, starting in UK at 130 British pounds, which is approximately 180,000 US dollars. But it is a very cool car, very powerful and hopefully safe as well as that power is insane for a tiny car like that. Another rest mode coming to UK is the modern interpretation Porsche 914. 
It also will be extremely expensive at 230,000 British pounds, which is over 300,000 US dollars. So let's see what you get for that money. For that money you get a Restamoted 914 designed by 1511 Design, the classic arm of the racing team, Miller's Elliott Motorsport competing in the World Rally Championship. You get the upgraded engine from the first generation Cayman S, which is a 3.4 liter flat six with a six speed manual. And while the performance figures are yet to be announced, uh, probably will be pretty cool for this car. And obviously the car will be more race ready with better suspension, better wheels and improved design overall, obviously with some carbon pieces slapped on it. So perhaps while the starting price is a little bit excessive, it has the right to be and I'm sure it'll find its customers. Good thing is that it's not another EV conversion and still features a nice proper engine. And yet another Restomode coming to Britain, and perhaps not even a Restomode, but actual car, is the refreshed Jaguar C-Type made by the historic Scottish racing team Ecury Ecos. That Jag is from the 1950s and the racing team was pretty successful with them between 1951 and 55, picked up 59 podiums. So while these are the continuation models and the pricing haven't been announced, the original C-Type that won eight victories for Ecuria Cos uh, sold recently for 8.4 million pounds. And while you shouldn't expect that price tag, maybe still a couple millions will be there. The continuation models will be near identical to the 1950 cars and will be hand built in Coventry, UK. One of the only upgrades is the chassis, which will be widened and made stiffer for better handling. And the car will be finished in gorgeous Ecuria Cos blue and white racing livery. The cars will be powered by the upgraded version of the Jaguar's original straight six XK engine uh, that has a 4.2 liter capacity and produces around 300 horsepower that is sent to a rear wheels with a five-speed manual transmission. So a pretty cool racer we have on hand, but looking to be quite expensive, of course. And that concludes the new model section. Now let's talk about some official announcements. While we've heard about Renault, the parent company Renault Group is also undergoing transition with its brands. The first one I want to talk about is the Dacia Romanian brand with three new models coming by 2025. One of which is the new Dacia Bigster concept and it will be the brand's biggest model up to date. It will prioritize affordability and capability and will be the range topping SUV for the brand and looks pretty rugged and off-road ready. And apart from Bigster, Dacia will have another two new models, one arriving in 2022 and the other in 2024. Potentially, there'll be a new logo as well. Another Renault Group brand that's living through a shakeup is the Alpine. Uh, now it's announced that the brand will be an electric-only premium brand with a focus on avant-garde models, whatever that means, but potentially they'll be performance-oriented premium cars. Three models have been announced or perhaps teased. We don't know any details about them yet. Uh, they're called For Me, For Us and For The Weekend. The easiest of which is For The Weekend, which probably will be an electric replacement for the A110, a very capable sports car that hasn't been selling that well. And it looks like that it will be co-developed with Lotus themselves. For us, it looks to be an electric crossover with five or seven seats. And for me, car looks to be a smaller car, perhaps a daily for city used. 
It's unclear when the models will be available, but probably pretty soon because the company has a goal to become profitable by 2025. So potentially those models will be coming before then. Again, Renault Group is pretty big on a 2025 date. But also in good news, Alpine has released its F1 car for the season in special winter livery. Uh, looks very close to the last year's Renault car. Um, but we'll see more details when as they are available and of course it will feature a new livery as this is just a pre-production winter livery. And the last official announcement that I want to end the episode with today is the BMWs showing us uh, what's behind the huge kidney grills of the M3 and M4. Looks like the design is functional as designers have to coordinate with the engineers on um, what's happening with the whole front of the car. And not surprisingly, a lot of the components behind the grills are there to make sure the important parts are operating at optimum temperature. So those would be the radiators and the items protecting these radiators from the track use. Uh, and the dangers coming from stones and other debris. But to me, it seems like they wanted to go with this design first and ask the engineers to make the space useful, thus um, trying to prove that these kidney grills are the way they need to be. In my opinion, they don't exactly need to be. You can design the car in many ways these days, uh, but that's just BMW trying to explain why it is as it is. And that will be it for today. A pretty big episode again with a lot of rumors, new models and even official announcements. I personally liked all the rest of mods and the continuation cars we've seen today and retro inspired designs. Uh, those were pretty interesting to me. But then again, we have some electric news and others. I thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for giving me your ear and trying to tell you all the news that I've accumulated in the past 24 hours. Very exciting to me. Thank you very much again. Look forward to the next episodes. Bye-bye.